Hey, everybody. Hey, Alyssa. Hey, Hi, Alyssa. Hey, Fab. How's everybody today? Good. Good. <laughs> All right. Today, we'll be talking about something a bit different, I guess, but we're still marrying the worlds of marketing and sales, and we're talking about marketing for sales, recruitment, and, and retention, I guess we had also said. Uh, I know for, for me personally, that's an interesting topic because I actually work for a company that was in the recruitment space and the marketing and recruitment space for, for a little while. Um, so I have a lot of opinions on it. Uh, also one of my first clients was somebody who was like, did a lot of like employee satisfaction, like they, they had this employee satisfaction, uh, tool. So, so I have a lot of opinions about that as well, but Alyssa, you're a marketing expert. Uh, I'll let you, uh, set the table. Yeah, I mean, I feel like you might know more in this case than I do really, Fab, but the angle I take on it with small businesses, I'll say, I'll say not large businesses, but small to medium-sized businesses who maybe have a small sales team, maybe a group of about 20 employees, maybe even just 10. There's a lot of issues today around recruitment and retention, and that's just like a big reality right now um, for small businesses. So some of the work I've been doing with clients has been turning their marketing more internal and also turning their marketing focus on new hires versus prospects. Because a lot of companies are facing an issue where they can't actually grow because they don't have enough people internally or they can't find and retain enough good people. It's not even like the problem is the sales coming in the door. The problem is their ability to operate and function as an organization to fulfill the needs of their customers before they can get more customers that are clamoring at the door. Um, mm. So how can we utilize our insights from a marketing perspective and our maybe even our traditional marketing strategy and reposition that, redirect it to our ideal candidates and how to reach them? Yeah, and I got to say that uh, part of my business is uh, sales recruitment. So I was going to say, yeah, you do sales yeah. recruitment entirely. So exactly. So, <laughs> I feel like uh, yeah. this topic is maybe relevant for all of us entirely, yeah. and we can all equally share in the value of it too. And yeah. I think marketing-wise, it's more just like what you're doing um, from a marketing perspective, which I imagine you do already, Paul, in terms of recruiting and enticing those ideal sales guys. Yeah, and it, and I think there's two ways to look at so if you're marketing for sales recruitment if, you, if like you said if you're a small company or a medium-sized company that's trying to attract sales talent um i definitely have some strong opinions on that um on how to attract those folks but i think as a sales recruitment uh, my company having a sales recruitment arm there's also attraction that i need to do with clients that to use my business but that's a different story so let, yeah. Let's yeah, let's stick to marketing for sales recruitment. And I, I don't I want to hear you. So what what do you think the basic elements are? I, I do I like the fact that we focused on sales recruitment, not just recruitment, because um I think sales is a very different um salespeople <laughs> are a different animal. Not that they're better, but they're just different than typical recruities because they um in essence in their job uh will have five or six interviews a week with new clients. So they're used to uh, maybe the traditional interview process and you need to go a little bit deeper to really find out if they have what it takes, you know, yeah. an accountant might, you know, an accountant might go through five or six interviews in, in her whole lifetime, whereas a salesperson might go through 
<laughs> you know, if you include the amount of times they meet people in, in a year, they might do a hundred interviews a year. So in essence, you need to, uh, you need to factor that in when uh, marketing to these people to attract one, the right folks and how eventually we can talk about that, how you filter them. But that's yeah. more in process than marketing. Well, and I'll take it even more just a top line too, maybe not as specific with sales. This is sort of more relevant to recruiting any member of your team, but obviously usually sales ends up being a big part of the organization because it's one of the most important functions in most businesses. Um, But it's simple things of thinking about your overarching marketing, not just to appeal to your ideal prospect, but also to appeal to your ideal employee target. Mm -hmm. Um, So it's things like having, and this is just me riffing on simple things, but it's making sure you understand that target clearly, who is the type of person you want to work at your organization or in your sales team. It's creating core values and almost a persona for that ideal person in the same way we do marketing at our target customer, right? You're, 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 putting a bullseye on a type of person that you want to work at your company and be a part of your productive part of your team. So knowing that, which a lot of companies actually sort of don't, they know their target customer, but do you know your target team member? And that's a bigger issue. And you can do the same process to figure out who that person is. And then it's a matter of figuring out, so what are those core values internally so those are not your external ones that you're putting out there to, to target customers. They're different. They're what's our culture like internally that we're using to um, make a soup in which we all can play together nicely and we can figure out which ones are bad onions and which ones are good onions in the soup, right? And so you need a way to qualify whether that person fits in your organization or not and also a way to entice them in. And you can do that with your overarching marketing, general awareness, communication. Yep, absolutely. And I think now it's probably more important than ever because you said, I think we're, I'm not sure we're saying it online or offline, but, um, you know, now more than ever, it's hard to, uh, to find good people because there's a large demand on a certain type of people. So if you're trying to market for, if you're trying to attract a certain type of, of employee, uh, you need right from the start, right from the get-go, have something that's enticing that they're going to want to apply to. Um, you know, so whether it's your, 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 uh, your employer brand or your, your employer culture or whatever it is, like how, how to attract them. So let's say we, we flip this into a very tactical means. What would you suggest be the first thing? Let's say I'm a small company and I want to hire whoever. Um, what's your suggested approach uh, in, in, in thinking about how we need to attract those people? Well, it's your general marketing approach. So know your target, know that where that person interacts, where what they watch, where they live, what they play on, what platforms they exist on, mm-hmm. and speak the language that they're interested in. So as a simple idea of having like a join us, a careers page on your website, right? That careers page is not about you. It's not, we're about this and we do this. It's you need to say things much like you'd say things to entice your ideal target customer, you need to be saying the things that you know will grab the attention and interest of your ideal employee target. So that's just an example of a web page where that exists. Or it exists on LinkedIn. You frequently spend maybe a fifth of your F of your time of your effort, maybe even more than that, maybe like 30% of your time if you really are needing to build a team of your efforts on LinkedIn talking about the, how great your company is to work with, what's in it for them to join you. Yeah. Why should someone reach out to you? Especially if you're looking to poach someone good from somewhere else, like you need to step up your game a thousand fold. But if it's a matter of just finding those who are not employed or ready to move, 
getting their interest because it is a buyer's market out there for the most part, you need to make an effort as a business owner to do that in your general communication. So figure out where your target is, as mentioned, you know, if you're looking for Gen Z's, if you're looking for younger people, if you're looking for more junior salespeople or junior recruits, how are you reaching them? It's probably a different way than you're reaching your 45 year old. That's for sure. Um, and how are you connecting with them? What are those interviews like? What are you expecting from them? How clear do you need to be around the roles and responsibilities? How much do you need to sell to them? And that's the scary and weird thing that I think a lot of business owners aren't recognizing as fast as they should. They are in, they are not in the buyer's seat anymore. They are not. Yeah, um, yeah no, absolutely. Say, I can't grow because I don't have enough people. And I have someone who signed on a contract and didn't show up the first day of work. Like that's a, that's a problem for you. <laughs> not yeah. them. Yeah. No, and, that, and that's, that's very much a reality. You're right. Because some, some employers still think, well, they're lucky to work here. You know, we're going to screen them and make sure they're the right people, which is true. But in essence, you also have to attract attract the right candidates because there's a large demand right now on candidates. So that's yeah. a very good point. And I, I yeah, love when I, I hear. Like yeah. Sorry, I just wanted one last thing. I love when I hear from people. Oh, um, you know, they they're expecting this kind of salary, and I'm like. Uh, yeah, that's right. Uh, but we're not that job's not doesn't pay that much. Well, then you won't get anyone in the seat, you know, very, very, yeah. <laughs> very directly speaking. You want that you want these competencies and this kind of person and you're not willing to pay the going rate. Well, you're not going to get the right kind of people applying for your job. Um, that's interesting. Yeah. Sorry, Fab, i get you off. Go ahead. Yeah, no, that's it. I, I like what you said, like about understanding who you want to work there and, and tailoring your approach, because um, and I'm not sure I understood that part that you said, but when you're communicating, you know, I find in the way that we talked about social posting a little while back for, for salespeople and how sales can post, uh, you know, it's also, I find like posting content that your sales team would enjoy, right? If I'm a sales leader at my company or if I'm the co-founder or the CEO, because we're talking about maybe a 20 person shop is like, you know, showing how, showing your values, right? Like showing uh how you help salespeople grow or and or give career advice to salespeople right like i think like something that if i'm going on your linkedin page i'm like oh yeah i would love to work with with Alyssa because she's like clearly going to care about my career and she's going to help me grow as opposed to like here's a base salary here's a commission you know go i i just don't think that's a differentiating factor enough obviously as paul mentioned you still need competitive salary obviously i don't brand will only take you this that far but um i think that's that's key i think that's something i don't i personally don't see a lot happening is yeah showing through the content you're posting how you'll help the career yeah yeah it's it's no different than a prospect what's in it for them yeah what's in it for them and it's interesting because even the top players like if you know some people say well look you know uh you know, it's like working at Apple or it's like working, you know, at a great company, but these companies actually pay really well and have great benefits. So it's not just yeah. that it's a good name. It's not just that yeah. it's a great brand. They also have great working conditions. So you need yeah. to they have free lunches yeah. and slides and scooters yeah. and, yeah. you know, work from home whenever you want. And you're a small yeah. or medium sized business. It's like we're a dumpy like, you know, box office outside of Burlington come here every day. People are like, no, never. Like, no, <laughs> you never want to do that. Right. So like, like, what are you going to do to make you sound appealing? You know, yeah. 
Yeah. Yeah. Yeah. What I, I don't know what I tend to say to people and tell me if you agree, and this has been my technique and, and, you know, I'd love to hear you on this. Uh, but I try to make it about the person we're trying to reach out to. So the first paragraph is sort of, what is it that, how is it that we're going to get that employee, potential employee to recognize themselves in that first paragraph? Like, yeah, that's me. That's, that's something mm -hmm. that talks to me because I recognize myself in that first paragraph and then address, you know, the tasks, whatever, all the, the, the details, all the laundry. But at first, to me, in my opinion, is you should be speaking to that person directly. You know, you know, we want you because you're like this, this and that. Right. And then, of course, you know, I think we all agree, you know, you've got to pay well. Uh, what are the upsides? And again, you know, if you can work from home, uh, you're working for that, you know, I don't want to insult anyone, but you're working for that place outside of Burlington, like you said, that boxy place, but they let you work from home four days a week. And, and, you know, you're, you're, it's a great crowd and they're fun and they're young and it's exciting. Well then who cares that they're outside of Burlington in a boxy, you know, uh, shopping yeah. mall type environment. Right. Right. Um, so, exactly. so, yeah. so yeah. Well, so, so, it goes to knowing your target. So that's why taking a marketing yeah. angle, like fairly traditional marketing angle on your recruitment is what's lacking right now a little yeah. bit. And if we go that aggressively with tried and true methods of engaging and converting prospects, then one could argue starting to apply that to HR might be advantageous. And mm -hmm. in that statement you're referring to, Paul, like maybe even, um, you know, monster.compost are antiquated now too and old school and not effective to reach a younger generation. So what's the new way of connecting with them? And the best way to do that, much like we do target research, is talk to them. Talk to your yeah. ideal target person. Figure out yeah. what do you want? What are you looking yeah. for out of a career? What kind of office environment do you want? What kind of boss do you want? Like, what do you need? Because we need you desperately because the boomers are dying off and retiring. And there's a new generation of people that we don't know how to interact with. And that's sort of a, the, the situation that a lot of businesses are in at this point in many ways. Well, um, that's where lucky, they might be. You might have those people internally if you're lucky, right? You, if you might be trying to hire more of the same people, and if you have them, well, that's great. Yeah, yeah. and that's exactly what I was going to say. Like, if I put my operational hat on, that's where I would use my CRM and see, you know, which salespeople are having success right now. Like, what's differentiating them? Not not in terms of a, a sales process or question asking approach, but like, you know, their personalities and all that. Like, what makes them have success here? And and when I say success, I don't necessarily mean like the revenue they're bringing in, although obviously that's a key indicator of somebody that you would want, but it's also a good fit, right? Or are they kind of a drag on the team? Yeah, they're the top salespeople person, so we keep them around, but they're a drag on the team. Like, do we want more more of that or do we want like maybe who's bringing in a decent amount of revenue, but is, is helping the team and is helping the company grow in other ways? I think that's where the data that you have internally can definitely help you, help you out also identifying how to identify your target persona kind of 100% 100% fab I agree with you but I want to go back to something you said earlier Elisa and it's really interesting because um the man one of the mandates I'm doing now with one of my clients is helping them uh acquire business of course because I'm a sales consultant but a big part of the sales department's job is also to recruit people so they consider recruitment as part of sales. Yeah. And, and so it's very interesting. And, and exactly as you're saying, we are considering the marketing approach to be just as important for clients as it is for 
uh, yes. employees that need to come work. And there's a whole strategy there that is not dissimilar. <laughs> you know, no. you're getting leads for say for for sales qualified clients. You're getting leads for for qualified potential uh, employees. Yeah, uh, and you're networking saying, for employees too, right? Where are you yeah. going? Are you talking to schools? Are you talking to like who are you going after and where right. are they? Um, so it's kind of, it makes for double work right now. Like it really does for a lot of businesses, yeah. but it generally is a bit of a um, employee or human capital crisis in some ways, especially for small, medium-sized businesses. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah, and so along those lines, would it then make sense to be in a kind of continuous recruitment approach, right? Like I think a lot of people, they're just like, oh no, like Paul's retiring in two weeks. Maybe we should, yeah. maybe we should hire somebody. Yeah. And then no, it takes forever. <laughs> Fine. Yeah. Or so-and-so <laughs> no, just quit. Crap. We've got yeah. four months of the recruiting expenses yeah. and, and time to find someone else because you don't have any kind of recruitment engine in place whatsoever. And I find that's the biggest a- challenge, even bigger challenge for those smaller businesses because like, you know, you mentioned like the big brands, like the Googles and all that of this world, like they probably have already a massive pipeline of candidates. They already have a big recruitment machine going on. Um, but I think, you know, a 20 person shop maybe doesn't have a lot of turnover to start with, right? Like they had the same three salespeople for 15 years. And then all of a sudden, because it is a tight market, because things happen, because people retire, they quit. And then like, I don't know what to do. Um I think, and I realize that there's budgetary constraints and you can't necessarily hire like 15 people in one shot every second week, you know, but, but I think being, having this continuous, just based on what you're saying, like marketing works based off of consistency, right? Like yeah. if you just do an ad campaign once and then leave, like that's not, never going to work. Mm-hmm. The same thing that recruitment makes sense, like on a continual basis, like we're always looking for salespeople and, and something that Paul and I talk about a lot on the sales side of things is how when you have a full pipeline of deals and opportunities, it's easier to disqualify the ones that are not a great fit because you know your pipeline is full. Whereas when your pipeline is empty, you have a tendency to accept whatever because you need to make your numbers. Same thing with recruitment, I'm guessing, right? Like if you have like 15 candidates coming in a month, well, you know, you could pick the one every six months that's amazing, right? Because you know your pipeline and you're getting a lot of candidates on a, on a regular basis. I mean, even something as simple as as simple as, because you're a small business and you don't have a lot of time, even something as simple as a page on your website or a box on the homepage that says, hey, we're always looking for amazing talent to add to our team. Even if we don't have a role right now, we would love your resume and we'd love to have an info chat with you, right? Then you're pre-talking to someone before you need them. You hang on to their contact, you keep their Gmail, and maybe a year down the road, six months down the road, your current salesperson pieces out and you can call them up and maybe they're in another company. Yeah, I don't totally agree with poaching, but like in times of desperation, call them up, be like, hey, we chatted last month. You might be somewhere now, but wondering if you're interested in, right? That's like an easy candidate. You've already vetted because you've done that pre-work ongoing. And I think it shouldn't make your team feel, it's not a cutthroat thing you're trying to do. It's not like we're in, um, you know, whatever ridiculous, like I'm trying to think of a team, like a suits situation or a house of, not a house of cards. What's the other like, What's the consulting show that Kristen Bell was in that was so funny and Don Cheadle? Anyways, you're not in that kind of situation where it's oh, like, yeah. you know, if you don't perform salespeople, we got a list of resumes like at our door to like replace you. No, it's just that we don't know. It's so volatile. We don't know if you're going to leave us. So we just always have people just in case. Yeah, there's, there's nothing. Yeah, I, I, 
It, that's an interesting concept because I, I find, you know, if you're insecure to that point, what's going on, but really it should be like, no, we're always looking for new talent because we're always looking to grow eventually. So yeah, I, I think that's a, that's a, that's a very good point. And, yeah. and so if we were to summarize for, let's say the small business owner who's listening to us right now, what are the, what are the main takeaways or the medium sized business owner, or even the large business actually, what are the main takeaways that we would say to them when trying to recruit one salespeople or to any sale, any people? Yeah, I think it should be that recruitment should be an ongoing thing. Just like lead generation, you are lead generating for future employees. So in some capacity, you should always be communicating to your future employees out there. I think you should position your business from a marketing perspective overall with that target in mind as well. Um, and I think um, you should make sure you make yourself really appealing and take a marketing lens because you are selling them. It is not the other way around anymore. And I think a lot of business owners need to get their head in the game a little bit better than they do. And then you have to walk the talk or else they're leaving the next day. So make sure your culture and your environment and your rewards and your incentive and just the sheer enjoyment of that work-life balance and the work portion of their life is of value to that person. And yeah. you got to step up your game. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I listen, I, I love those takeaways. Fab, what are your takeaways? Same. I think you, you covered them all. I, I really liked, you know, your idea, the idea of the ongoing recruitment, but also the persona development and the same thing that you would do on the marketing side and understanding. I think, obviously, I'm a freelancer, so it's hard to say, but in the, all the work experience that I've had, I find having a really deep understanding of who functions well within your company. Obviously, now we're talking about sales, so which salespeople function well within the company. I think that's a game changer. I think a lot of companies look at sales numbers, maybe they'll have a personality assessment, you know, but but we've all seen those companies with this really bad salespeople that are just bringing down morale and, and stuff like that. And I think that kills you in the long run, especially in a world where it's so easy to go out and find another job, right? If, if you just hired Sally and Sally's a downer and, and bring everybody down, ah, I'm just going to leave, right? And then you, you actually lose your, your best stuff. So I would, I, I think that's a great insight. The first good. I thought it was Debbie that was the downer. So, um, yeah, thanks. Translation. One last thing I'd like to add is, is um, you know, as, as someone who really focuses on sales recruitment, one thing I, I would say is, uh, and it's very, it's a very tactical issue, but I say, don't be afraid to mention uh, salary in the post. And uh, one thing I'd ask you, and I want your opinion on that, Alyssa, what do you think in fab? What do you guys think about putting yourself out there naked, fully transparent as to what the person needs to expect. Because we often think salary is secondary, but you have to survive. Um, so what's your opinion on that? Maybe that one last point that I like to tangent in there. Yeah. I mean, I would say do your research and figure out what your candidate is looking for, right? And also do your research, figure out what the competitive offer is out there as best you can. I don't know. I think it's ridiculous that salary is not in general on job posts because I'm like, why would I waste my time applying for something if I don't even know what you're going to pay me? It just seems silly on my end. And I haven't, again, applied for a job in a, in a long time because I worked at a company for a while and I started my own thing. But logically, I don't even get it. Um, and you can even say base starts at range, negotiable, yeah. like whatever you want to say. But like, I don't, I don't I mention yeah. it. I mean, like, transparency sells better, I would argue, in this 
reality. It actually says a lot about your company if you're not willing to yeah. be transparent about the salary in the post. So I, I agree. Yeah. That's what I was going to say. I think to me, yeah, transparency, like I've just having, I've changed jobs a lot before I was on my own. And a number of times I've been to interviews and sometimes quite long interviews. Now I'm not in sales, but uh, just to be like, just, am I ever going to take this job at this salary? Like the number of times I've had to tell people that is, is mind boggling. And they're like, what are you trying to do here? Like, you know, you're looking for, at the time I was doing marketing and like somebody with like 15 years of sales marketing and you want to pay them like a junior entry salary. Like, yeah. Like why are you waste you just wasted your time, right? Yeah. Like forget yeah. my time, like just your own personal time. So yeah. I think salary should always be up there. Um, and if, and if you're afraid that that means you'll have to pay somebody more and that would look internally, like Paul just said. <laughs> like something's wrong with your culture if you're if you're afraid to pay somebody more um or if you're willing just to if you're not willing to be transparent i've also heard people say well i'm worried about what the other people will pay well then you know you got bigger problems then. yeah yeah <laughs> yeah totally and you i think too problems. especially with sales like it depends on the type of person you want right if you want a shark if you want an empath like what kind of salesperson is going to do best connecting with and selling to your prospects so it ends up being a marketing connection anyways again we yep. go with the gray space with marketing and sales where we all live in the soup together because this person needs to be totally relatable and very enticing and very appealing to your ideal prospect and so what personality traits and what aspects of is needing that person. And once you know that, then you can be like, okay, what will incentivize this person? If they need to be an aggressive shark and they want to feel autonomous and they want to feel empowered and they want to feel like there's, um, you know, if they, when, when, when the company wins, they win, you know, you have a bigger bonus program. You have them only on commission. You change their salary structure based on the type of person, you know, fits best in that role and the salary negotiating, you know, the, the salary situation that works best for them or that would be most enticing to them. Yeah. Yeah. Very, very, uh, very interesting. Well, is there, are there any other takeaways that we want to tell our podcast listeners to uh, today? Anything else? Any wonderful things? I think we covered it. Gotcha. Uh, well, thanks, Alyssa. We hadn't seen you in a long time. It's great for you to join us as usual. It's very informative and adds a lot to, uh, the knowledge of what we can offer our uh, podcast listeners. So thank you very much. Thanks guys. Moving a little outside my wheelhouse, but it still all feels relevant. <laughs> marketing and yeah. sales. It's all about marketing and sales everywhere. There you yeah. go. <laughs> I all, right, everyone, all right. Thanks. Bye. Bye guys. Ciao.